from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is The Good Atheist. Welcome to the GoodAtheist.net podcast. My name is Jacob Forte. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Welcome to episode 121. And uh, sorry again for the delay, everybody. I think that most people who listen to the bonus show were aware that I was sick as a fucking dog over the past couple days. Uh, I guess I, I thought seriously that I had malaria or something. Isn't that like a fever and not disease? Didn't didn't you have like the shits? Isn't that the deal? No, well, no. Here's the. It wasn't uh, just the shits. I mean, it was coming out of both ends. I was having muscle spasms. I was feeling dizzy. I was having the fucking cold sweats that were coming uh, intermittently. When I went on uh, online to find out about malaria, which is always a bad idea, but when I went online to find out about it, sure enough, I had every single symptom. On the fucking uh, chart. So uh, I got pretty scared. Yeah, but you know what? You're an idiot when it comes to stuff like that. Tell everybody about what you used to think you had. Uh, you, you said you had soldier's heart at one point because you looked it up on the Internet. And No, I didn't look it up on the Internet. I got somebody who sent me uh, who said he had exactly the same problem, and he had it, and he overheard a show of me talking about it. So he's the one who sent me that, first of all. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, soldier's heart for people who don't know is something that uh that that soldiers in World War II used to get from being so horrified that their hearts would start basically shutting down and stopping. Well, th- look, there's weird things that happen due to your heart. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a kid uh in the states where th- they were playing a game where uh a toughness game where they were punching each other in the chest and the kid died. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> All right, but here's the thing. I mean, the reason why that happened is it's like it's kind of a one in a million shot, where uh, occasionally, if you if you hit it right at sort of a particular time when the heart is beating, and it's very obviously it's impossible to figure that out, but you can occasionally stop a person's heart. It's like that five finger palm punch. It's it's just fluky. It's just fluky. And yes, fluky things happen, but uh, we don't have to worry about them. I've had my own mystery ailments. I have. Uh, Extremely itchy hands, and I don't know what the hell is up with that. And what? I think actually, my my current diagnosis, my self diagnosis, is that I think it's because it's so cold down here that my hands are drying out, and they're just not used to it. They're used to, you know, I've got soft blogger hands, and I'm not used to the icy cold conditions of this freezer slash basement that I now work in. Maybe you should just wear gloves. It's not a bad idea. Satiny gloves. Yeah, exactly. You can wear one of those light, nice lady gloves that go all the way up to your elbows to keep yourself warm. I'm like one uh, one mask away from being one of Michael Jackson's children. You think they're going to keep the masks? I mean, their the crazy dad is dead. No, they, they've they've completely gotten rid of them. That was that was totally a Michael Jackson fixation of that whole "Don't look at my kids, look at my kids" <laughs> thing that he had going on. Are they fucked up, by the way? They seem adorable. They seem goddamn adorable. Well, I mean, they're the best money can buy. <laughs> it's true. They are something of a result of uh, science slash uh, shopping around. I uh, Do you think that they're actually genetically related to Michael Jackson? Because they sure don't look it. Oh, they look it a little bit. I can believe it. I see it. Like when you when you see Michael Jackson from when he was uh, from when he was younger. Well, not, not well. I mean, not like the '70s period, but uh, somewhere around the mid '80s. I could see it. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I, I guess the jury's still out about how fucked up they're going to be. Enough about Michael Jackson. Enough about my crazy, horrible self-diagnosis. <laughs> Today on the show, um, we're going to be talking about a variety of subjects. We're going to be talking about, firstly, a uh, crazy Christian, a uh, crazy Christian woman who burns a dog, uh, for being, uh, for, for basically chewing up the Bible. For, for, for being a dog. For being for a dog. For being a dog. Yeah, we'll also talk about a Christian hate group that tries to burn a gay man, uh, alive in his own home. Uh, and we'll be talking about, uh, some, this, uh, survey that was put out by Fox News that was saying that, uh, eight out of ten Americans think that prayer helped, uh, uh, Gabriel Giffords, if, if you don't remember her, that's the woman that got shot in the head, uh, helped her recuperate or survive and also we'll have a discussion uh why does atheism 
offend people. But before we start, I uh, I have another letter from someone. I guess we're it's almost becoming a tradition now where I begin the show with uh, a letter that I get from uh, from fans. And this one was kind of interesting, and I think it's going to generate a lot of uh, good discussion. Are you gonna Are you gonna read read the whole thing, or I'm reading you, the whole thing. What, do you, you, well, you don't trust me to read this? Not not particularly. You're terrible at reading. Do you want me to read it? Look, I've been improving. <laughs> okay, I'll let you show off your improved skills. All right. Well, you can. Why don't I read, and then you can tell me if I got better? How about okay, that? Okay. Whenever you screw up, I'll do this. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun. All right. Here we go. Uh, it begins, I have a question for you that has been bugging me for a few days now. My brother's girlfriend just finished school at Sheridan College. She took a religious class uh, as a secondary. She's always said that she was an atheist, but one day her prof said that if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, no, you are not an atheist. When she told me this, I laughed out loud. I had never heard such a thing. I told her her prof was a tool and knew nothing about atheists then. She looked at me like I had a third eye and tried to explain, but she couldn't. So I asked her what would I, uh, I be called because the way I see it, the Big Bang Theory and evolution was the best explanation as far as I knew other atheists think the same. She replied saying, I don't remember the name for it, but you're not an atheist. To say the least, I was far from convinced. My question is, uh, where would this train of thought come from? Uh, who said atheists don't believe in the Big Bang Theory? I have looked on the Internet and have found no support to claim uh, to this claim anywhere. I think it's because this prof was talking out of his ass. I just wanted some sort of confirmation that I am uh, correct from someone that understands more than I do on the subject. Thank you for uh, uh, thank you for reading and hoping to hear from you soon. Thank you for everything you do to, for atheists. I was a closet atheist before I found your site. Oh, well, isn't that nice? We made a difference. Your life is her life is going to be much harder now that she's come out of the closet. That's no, excellent. this is a, this is a dude. <laughs> this is a dude who sent me this. He was talking okay. about his girlfriend, so... Um, brother's girlfriend. Well, well, okay, well, fine, whatever, brother's girlfriend, but it's a he. I don't know, I don't, I just assumed that, I just assumed that it was a No, a it was a guy. No. Um, okay. So, okay, so... Must have been the way that you read it. What? I, <laughs> are you criticizing <laughs> me again, you sack of shit? No, you did quite well. I didn't even get to pull out my sound effect. I'm kind of disappointed, honestly. Like I said, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. Okay, so let me try to answer this question as best as I can, because uh, I, I also did a little bit of research to see if there was anything connected with this. And uh, no, it's just a professor talking out of his fucking ass. The best, the, the, here's my best guess. My best guess is that uh, the professor was suggesting that if you believe in the Big Bang, it's a tantamount to a kind of faith. And uh, this is this is sort of like you'll you'll sometimes you'll hear religious people say that as well. Oh, well, you don't really you don't believe in in religion, but uh, science is a type of faith and you have to put your trust in it. So therefore, it's just like religion. You probably heard this a couple times, I'm sure. Sure. Yeah. Now. Obviously, my answer to this kind of person, because I mean, this is not a, this is not an argument, right? Somebody saying, "Oh, well, you you believe in something, therefore it's just the same as religion." Um, I think you can probably ca- calmly explain to this person that the reason why you believe in the Big Bang is just because of the mountain of evidence to suggest that it's true. It's it's you you have to believe something in life, but the the difference between, say, science and religion is that religion just makes a claim and then tries to find any kind of bit of evidence to support it. And if there's none, they rely on just blind faith. But in science, you, 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 you look for evidence. You look for things that suggest that something might be true. And as far as we know, uh, the Big Bang Theory is uh, pretty much explains why the universe is the way that it is, why it expanded, why... Uh, it produced galaxies and nebulas and uh, stars and planets, all of these things. We need a goddamn explanation because human beings are curious and we need fucking answers. But the difference is that if better evidence comes along and tells you, no, it's not the Big Bang, it was something else, well, you're not going to continue to choose to believe in the Big Bang unless you're a fucking moron. You would just say, okay, well, we were mistaken, it's something else, so now... We should believe in that something else. So the difference in your belief is that it can change over time while those people uh, refuse change uh, at all costs. There's also another way. Like I, I was actually figuring because I looked into it as well, and it seems like a lot of people basically say uh, the Big Bang 
proves that God exists because there's no other explanation for the Big Bang than God did it. And of course, we've heard this before. Whenever you can't find an answer for something, God did it. And over and over and over, as we've become more knowledgeable as a human race, we find that God never did it. Something else did it. There's always an explanation. And sure, we don't have all the answers for the Big Bang. You would be surprised, though. I mean, uh, read some of C- uh, Stephen Hawking's books on on everything like that. He they they know they know ridiculous amounts of information about this stuff. But you know, most people most people don't don't know that don't understand anything behind it so they just they're they're perfectly happy to say god did it and it kind of gives them a hole there was nothing and then there was something and there's no explanation for it well god fits in there quite nicely and i can understand that argument but it falls apart you know when you actually get up to that upper crust that upper echelon of uh scientific information on the subject well, I mean, you, you you also have to remember that there's a bunch of scientists that ask themselves what happened before the Big Bang because we we know a lot of things that happened up to about uh, you know a nanosecond uh, before it happened because it turns out that right right at the start physics just breaks down the rules no longer apply because they weren't the rules as they exist now it's a very confusing and and mysterious thing that we try to uncover but the truth of the matter is that up until at least that moment we know we we know what happened and we 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 can feel relatively confident of saying well the big bang at least in terms of how it's been described has happened maybe there was something before like for instance some people think well maybe it was another collapsing universe before then uh so it's maybe an endless succession of universes or I don't know. There's a huge variety of, of of theories out there, and they're all very interesting. Um, I wouldn't say that anybody out there necessarily believes in them. I think they're just like you know, and most mostly in science, you come up with a hypothesis, a model, and uh, then you try to see if it's true or false. Sometimes it might be even impossible for you to tell if it's any of those things, uh, and uh, that's often very frustrating for people. <laughs> But you, you, you kind of have to understand, and this is not this is not faith. You know, this is not something you put blind trust in. You don't just believe in the Big Bang because a whole bunch of people in lab codes told you. You can find that shit out for yourself. All right, it is out there. That information exists out there, and you can research it. You can spend your whole fucking life trying to understand it, and you're not going to come up with any different conclusions. Or, or if you do, well. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can take your place next to Einstein, man. That would be wicked. That would be pretty fucking wicked. But tell, uh, yeah, if you run into that prof, ask him, because I'm, I'm curious myself, what the fuck he called that person, uh, because I'm sure it was just some load of bullshit. And just because some guy's a professor doesn't know, doesn't mean he, he knows more than you do about lots of shit. He's just probably an expert in one thing. I don't know what kind of professor he is. Maybe he's an English professor, which means that he's an expert in just, uh, well, nonsense. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> He's an expert in a language that will one day fade from existence. Mm. All right, let's talk about uh, this bit of news that, uh, yeah, was was very. Uh, I don't know why I found this shocking because I guess today is crazy Christians who burn things. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a theme going on. Yeah, there there's a fires back everybody, and it's being used to purge the earth. Of, uh, of demon dogs and, and, and gay men. But first, I guess this is in, in, in South Carolina, so it kind of gives you an idea of, uh, of some of the people that are there. So uh, authorities charged a woman with, uh, with a felony, which, by the way, uh, she faces up to five years in prison for this, but basically a dog, the, one of her neighbor's dog, uh, I'm sorry, her nephew's, her nephew's dog, had chewed on, uh, on her Bible. So like any other, like any curious and, and annoying ass dog that probably doesn't have a lot of discipline, it, uh, it chewed a bunch of things. So this woman was convinced that, uh, the dog must somehow be possessed. Her name is, uh, Miriam Smith. So she took an electric cord, uh, hung the dog, and then burnt his body to, uh, ashes. And she said this, that she was worried that the dog was possessed by the devil. And could harm the neighborhood children. So she really did this to protect everybody. The woman is obviously crazy. I was watching some footage from the uh, from the local TV stations about it, 
and and all the neighbors were were explaining about how she was she was the neighborhood nut job. She she was always out sitting on her porch reading her Bible. She was she regularly flipped out about a whole bunch of stuff. No no doubt in anybody's mind that she's crazy. And all the people they were more sad than 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 upset. I mean I think the first thing that you feel when you hear a story like this is you're fucking pissed because that is a sadistic messed up thing to do to an animal, a one year old dog. Her nephew's one year old dog. She hangs it from a tree and then she burns its body. It, it's it's gruesome, really. It, it it is, it is. But when you start to think about how crazy a person must be to do this, you know, you just start feeling sad about it. And all I hope, I don't really care about how much jail time she gets. I just want her to get some psychiatric help. Get her some meds. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they don't uh, they don't have meds yet that make you stop believing in uh, crazy fairy tale nonsense. Although you kind of wish there was, right? Take this pill and you'll stop believing in the god delusion. Yeah, well, that would be an awesome pill. It's called education, man. Take that pill. Take that pill. Yeah, it's true. It, well, it's not immediate. And besides, I mean, uh, I think I discussed this on last, uh, the last uh, show, uh, free show, where you, you get a lot of crazy people who are essentially shielded by the blanket of faith, right? You're just like, oh, well, it's just a nutty religious person, and, and really, what are you going to do? But they're in, they're, their insanity is masked by their religiosity. We don't even know how cra- what, to what extent they are crazy because it turns out that they believe in something that is loony, but because so many people believe in that same thing, it's just assumed to be normal. Oh, they hear voices? That's fine. The Lafferty brothers heard voices telling them to kill? Yeah, yeah, that's totally normal. That's just God talking to them. Whoops. Uh, you know, double homicide later. Uh, everybody realizes, huh, how come we couldn't, uh, we, we couldn't foresee this thing? Huh? How come? Well, just turns out that they were, they were masked. Her nutty behavior was just Another crazy Christian, right? You don't give it a second thought until they start burning puppy dogs for chewing on Bibles, on just a stupid book. And then she's like, oh, it's a devil dog. I'm going to kill it. It, what, it didn't just piss me off. It disgusted me. I mean, animal cruelty. I mean, I know that I eat meat and I'm probably a fucking hypocrite piece of shit. But... I mean, you, you look at a puppy dog and it's fucking, it's like a baby, man. It's, it's so sinister to torture or beat or kill and burn these things. I mean, you just have to be a very sick individual to do that. It's disgusting. I hate it. Yeah. The nephew got his. He, uh, it, it was his, it was his dog and he phoned, uh, he was the one that phoned the police and, uh, got this woman arrested. So at the very least, uh, he took care of that situation. I'm just wondering, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, you talk to the to the neighbors and they just say she was she was the kook of the neighborhood. But you wonder about the relatives and they see this and they don't do anything about it. And uh, something like this ends up happening. And finally, maybe she's going to get help. Maybe she's not. I really have very little faith in 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 a system as to her getting the, the proper medical care, the mental help that she needs. Well, that's not really the system that she lives in. The system that she lives in is you create a crime, they send you to jail, and you just you become a better criminal, usually. <laughs> it's like a training ground for criminality. It's a jail. Hey, you want to you wanna do a little, uh, I want to tell you a little side story. You were talking about how you eat meat and you probably are horrible to animals just, just, just through that association. Want to hear a crazy story about what's been going on in Pakistan? Yes, please. There's a, you know, one of those foot and mouth disease type things is broken out over there in the, in the pig population. So they are literally burying millions of pigs alive right now. They load them up into dump trucks and they back them up to these gigantic pits that they've dug, pour them into the pits and then fill the pit and bury them alive. Wow. We are monsters. The human race? <laughs> we are monsters. We are the worst. <laughs> we really are. We really all right, let's move on. Let's talk about more burnings, except for this time it's a little bit more serious. This is in Carroll County, Georgia, where a guy by the name of Chris Staples woke up uh, to find that his house was on fire uh, after received some threatening anti-gay notes. I'll read to you what one of the notes said. It said, uh, we know you're gay and God hates gays. 
You won't be raping anybody in the county, and God's going to make sure you burn in hell. Uh, and something about my daddy. Daddy makes sure the, uh, my daddy will make sure you burn in hell. <laughs> my daddy. I like how they say that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it, I, I don't know who, no one has come forward to claim responsibility for it yet, but it was, I mean, it's obvious that it's a Christian hate group. Uh, they've been gaining, I think, I think the latest statistics now is there are about every day there's like 14, uh, or, or 18 assaults that are happening against homosexuals and the number is constantly going up. So, uh, so gay bashing, uh, violence against gays and in this case, attempted murder is, uh, is on the rise. Isn't that nice? So you're like, uh, to, to explain the story, someone threw a rock through this guy's window with that note attached and then later that night, they came back and set his house on fire, and he barely made it out alive. No, no, well, he, the, the, I'm not sure if the note, uh, yeah, no, the note had been thrown through his window, and then they firebombed it later on in the evening. Exactly. Yes. So that's what happened. That's the sequence of events. And, uh, and you know what's funny? I, uh, one of the, 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 the whole, you're, uh, you're not going to be raping anybody in the county. If you recall... Um, this is the same kind of tactic and rhetoric that was uh, used by lynch groups in the South against blacks. So they'd say, oh, this black man's been raping white women and that kind of stuff. So it was usually the way that they would incite, uh, you know, violence. As soon as you start saying, like, oh, they're raping people or you know how they'll sometimes say, like, oh, gays are recruiting people in schools. My fucking dad believes in that bullshit. You know that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to schools and recruiting. I'm like, oh, what? The notes that they leave behind or the pamphlets that they say, if you're gay and you feel like kill, killing yourself, please don't. Yeah, that's really some serious recruiting. Yeah, it's uh, the whole situation is pretty messed up, uh, especially when you consider the fact that, you know, the Pope was saying it. The Pope was saying, eh, let's blame the gays for, for pedophilia, not the church. Don't forget the gays. Scapegoat them. Oh, they, well, they're still pretty much the, uh, the, the, the most reviled minority. I mean, you might recall in Africa where they're in danger of their very lives if they get caught or go to jail. Uh, it's a miserable, miserable time to, to, to be gay. And, and how long, how long has it been good? Since when has it been good? It's never been good. All right. Maybe in ancient Rome where it was tolerated. But, you know, it's funny. Even in ancient Rome where it was fine to have homosexual sex, they wouldn't allow marriage because they were afraid of the the whole gender role thing. Because, you know, the men were supposed to be, um, you know, very uh, authoritative. And they were like, well, you can't have two men because one would have to be a submissive and you can't have that. And you're like, well, it's it's interesting. You know, the uh, through history, it goes back and forth, up and down. Right now, we live in a pretty good time, good time to be gay in some areas, but in other time, in, uh, in other areas, because it's getting so good, because it, because gays are being more accepted, gay people are having a harder time in other areas where there's a serious pushback going on. Well, yeah, definitely in Uganda, that's all about that. They're like, oh, uh, America is 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 uh, proliferating this lifestyle, and we have to fight back against it. Uh, it's destroying society. Or you have, like, Iran that says, there are no gay people in Iran. That's, uh, that, there's none. <laughs> well, wh- wh- why are we talking about Uganda and Iran? Uh, we've heard Christian groups in America say there's no gay people. Uh, gay, being gay is a choice, and we can fix you. And uh, we've heard uh, we've heard similar stories w- in in America where people are talking about oh it's just the media pushing this whole homosexual lifestyle on everybody and we should stop them. Well, the the thing that worries me the most, and uh, and I guess this goes back even to to the next subject was was uh, the the um, uh, Gabriel Giffords, the the one of the the, the Democratic representative that was shot in the head, and uh, everybody was uh, talking a lot about. The fact that, you know, is the, the violent and angry rhetoric of the right that was partially responsible. You know, that there's been a crazy amount of debate about this. Everybody's been talking about it. Um, you have people on the right saying like, oh, the people on the left are saying some very violent things as well. And I'm just like, fucking name me one example, but whatever. That's a, that's a different fucking uh, show. But you have, you, you, I think that we're starting really to recognize that words are more than just words. You know, if, if, if you allow people to really, th- this is, this is why in my opinion hate speech is so, 
uh, you know, is, is different from, uh, from, from regular free speech. Like we recognize there are certain types of, of, of speech that are used primarily to incite violence. You know, uh, remember like blood libel in, 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 in medieval Europe. I mean, they, they'd put up some rumor that, uh, a bunch of Christians had disappeared and that uh, Jews were basically using them, uh, using their Christian blood to baptize their babies and all this other kind of stuff. And next thing you knew, there's a fucking crazy riot. Thousands of Jews were being rounded up and killed. You can go around pretending, oh, well, uh, it's just words and, and uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm like, that's a lie. We know that words lead to sticks and stones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it it never goes from nothing to sticks and stones. There's always a hey, everybody, let's get these sticks and stones and throw them at these homos. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and uh, and this is this is part of the reason why I am kind of. I, I suppose I'm worried that this is part of that whole backlash, right? Where Christians are feeling persecuted in America, hilariously enough. And, uh, and, and they're lashing back. And the way that they're lashing back right now is obviously they blame, um, well, gays on, on a variety of things. They think that somehow their country is becoming less moral, uh, more dangerous, even though they're the ones making it dangerous, to be honest. I'm like, oh, well, attempted murders, uh, is, 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 uh, is going down, except for when it comes to hateful lynchings, which seem to be going up for some weird reason. Let's 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 go. Let's actually talk about uh, that. uh, There was a Fox uh, poll that came out. Now, obviously, it's Fox. You can't trust it too much. But they found that eight in ten Americans think that prayer helped, at least in some way, Gabriel Giffords survive the shooting. And I want to ask this basic question: Would Eight in ten people have just also believed that maybe it was medical science that fucking helped her survive. I'm just going to put that out there. Medical fucking science. And did everybody forget that there were tons of people that died? Yeah? Like, uh... Or the fact that God could have just, uh, you know, made it not happen. If he, if he, if he, if he gave a shit at all. And this is always the fun thing because, you know, there's there's certain kinds of, of of religious flavors that I don't mind so much. A whole bunch of people, you know, the people who say that they're they're religious but they don't follow any of the denominations. They just have a general fluffy idea that there is a God and He cares and everything else like that. But if if this kind if a God exists that gives a shit about the prayers that are going out, then one would imagine that He would probably give a shit about other stuff that's going on. If your prayers actually matter, that opens up a gigantic can of worms that. That that just definitely proves that God is an asshole, <laughs> or that he's a, he's a neglectful jackass. How about that, at the very least, at the very least, like Woody Allen said, uh, he may not be evil, but he's incompetent. <laughs> I like that. I mean, uh, I, I, this is the thing about miracles. I mean, right, a plane crashes, one person survives, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a miracle!" Really. I mean, everybody died except for one person. I would say that it's a sloppy miracle. I would say that's not very impressive. Now, if the plane had crashed and exploded and everyone survived, I would be very, very impressed. I'd be like, wow, how'd you do that? Some kind of crazy shield? Did you teleport them out of there? Did Was physics defied because there's a huge ball of flame? But you'll notice that most of the time when people survive plane crashes, they were ejected before the plane exploded. So there's a very simple physical explanation as to why people who survive tend to survive. And none of it is miraculous. I mean, even even the doctors that were saying, oh, Gabriel Gifford's uh, recovery is miraculous. The problem is that the word miraculous has doesn't really mean what people think it means. It doesn't mean that, oh, this recovery has defied every known uh, law or everything that we know about medical science. No, it's just basically it's... Awesome that she was able to do this. The odds were against her, but she survived. And you know, most of the time, you would expect this. Many people who get shot in the head, they don't survive. Some do. And those that do seem amazing to us because we, of course, you're going to focus on the survivors. The dead people are dead. Time to move on. It's time to fucking talk about something else. But the, the alive ones that got shot in the head, especially when it's point blank, fucking especially then, everybody's amazed. But I'm like, I gotta tell you what. Statistical inevitability, everybody.
Statistical inevitability. Well, you know, you look into it, and just like you said, there's there's scientific explanations the how the bullet went through and uh, the response time and the fact that one of the aides saved her life on the spot and the quick response and the fact that she had really good doctors helping her out. You know, all of these things play into account way more than prayer. Prayer. Jesus. That's the best that's the best that God can do. But but close your eyes and 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 wish it away. One of my favorite uh descriptions of prayer uh, I forget who said it, but it was the temporary suspension of physical laws by one person um, who uh, just who is admittedly a sinner. So uh, th- this is what prayer is for. It's like you already admit you're a piece of shit, but you want God to suspend the laws of uh, of nature in your favor. For however long and for whatever fucking reason, I'm like, does that does that really sound like that's a good idea? And besides, what's crazy about prayer is it conflicts with this whole idea that God has a plan. If God has a plan, why are you trying to change it? Well, isn't there uh, aren't there different schools of thought about inevitability and free will and stuff? Isn't that like a like one of those even among the evangelicals who are pretty uh, pretty singular in their general beliefs? There's the, it's there's a lot of debate as to whether or not you know God allows you to go out and be a sinner and a dick and everything else like that, or God you know or you're on a set track and you're pretty much like a, just trapped on you on your railroad track of existence. Well, I, most Christians will tell you that you're not really set on this whole railroad thing. But the the funny thing is that if God is omniscient, right, that means he knows everything that's going to happen, then even though you have free will, you, you don't really because it's all been sort of set in motion. It's just one of those, this is a, this is a logical word game, right? It may not be true, and why, th- there's no reason to believe it, even if there was a God that he would be, say, omniscient, I mean... This is a quality that's just assumed, right? You're like, well, he's super, so why wouldn't he have this quality as well? Yeah, but if but he, if he's omniscient, and now I'm just getting ridiculous on this, but I want to go there right, anyways. He's, he's he, maybe he's omniscient in the same way that that you know how if you know somebody really well or you know the kind of person, uh, it, it would be like giving a crackhead like two hundred dollars and being like, I know that crackhead is gonna go get crack. And you just know that. Maybe that's how God's omniscient is. He just knows what you're going to do because he knows you so well because he knows everything. Right, but if he knows what you're going to do, then the, the whole concept of free will might as well be thrown out the window because nothing you do is surprising. Nothing, nothing. It, for free will to be true, you would actually have to surprise God. You would have to make some surprising choices. But everything under an omniscient God has already been dictated and he has a plan. So if... If he had a plan for you, you know, he, he may, I think the way that some people explain it away is like, well, you know, uh, for instance, get, let, let's use homosexuality as a perfect example, right? The, the way that uh, Christian groups that hate gays will justify God doing this, because in their view it's like, why would he make a person gay? And their answer is that, well, he's testing them more. He's testing them harder. Uh, because if he tests you really, really uh, a lot... And he just fucks with you. Supposedly, he has some really great plans for you when you're dead. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> right, exactly. So you, you're supposed to take comfort in the fact that you're just being tested more. This is supposed to be like, ooh, I mean, just can't wait for my reward. Aren't human beings funny always, always wanting rewards? I mean, do you, you, and, and waiting for it at the end, at the end. Let me tell you something about rewards. They're not great when they're at the end, okay? Rewards, the way that even your brain works is that it doesn't reward you at the end of an activity. Like if, you, if you're if you doing something like drawing or playing basketball or whatever the fuck your favorite activity is, you don't get the reward after you do the activity. You get the reward while you're doing it or even in anticipation of doing the activity. That's how reward works in your brain. So... Reward and waiting until you're dead. You will trust me when I say this. You're not going anywhere. All right. There's nothing. There is fucking nothing. I love how everybody always has a discussion. We don't really know what happens when you die. I mean, come on, really? We 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 should have a pretty good fucking idea 
of what happens when the chemicals and the electrical impulses in your brain stop. And plus, there's the fact that we've been not alive for billions of years. We already know what's happening afterwards. It's going to be exactly the same as what it was before. Yeah, not a very exciting time. How was that? How did that 14 billion years feel, buddy? Uh, you know, it went pretty quick. <laughs> it was almost as over as uh, quickly as it started. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the good news. But, no, I, I feel it's dumb. You know, we're always having this conversation. And, sure, to some degree, uh, I may not know with 100% certainty what happens when you die. But, I mean, come on. You are a product of the electrical uh, impulses that are occurring in your brain due to just chemical reactions. Why is that hard to believe? People will believe in some crazy shit. They'll be like, oh, there's a soul floating around that you can't detect. But, no, I don't want to believe that uh, thought is the product of electrical impulses. That is an insult. Really? I, th that's the hard thing for you to believe. I just feel like it's just silly. We want, I mean, the, the whole reason why we keep clinging on to this bullshit is we just want something to happen after we die. And we're not willing to just fucking make the, uh, the admonition that it's probably nothing. Nothing. And it's just, that's fine. It's better that way. The whole heaven and hell thing, number one, heaven sounds like it would be the most boring place on earth. Honestly. Yeah, my version of heaven uh, probably wouldn't uh, be heaven for anybody else. <laughs> A lot of rape. That's how, that's how Ryan rolls. <laughs> A lot of rape, I, I was huh? going to say there was going to be some wet Brazilian asses. But I wasn't gonna say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that came from. Did you? Did you go through my rape journal? Did you go through my rape journal? It's really thick. I I, I had to sort of like abandon reading it because I just didn't have that kind of time. I I am shocked that you would even, <laughs> that that would be the first thing that would pop in your head to say. The next thing you is you said that on other shows. What that my heaven would be all about rape? <laughs> no. Well, you've you you've kind of you've you've postured. Uh, or postulated saying like, what if I want to go to heaven and start banging people that don't necessarily want to bang me? <laughs> Did That's I? rape, buddy. Did I? I don't, yeah. I don't recall this. Well, we're going to be going through, uh, all the old shows as part of, uh, as we, as we do the process, the slow process of writing the book. So when I prove you wrong and I show you that you've had, we've had this discussion before and it has basically been about rape. And I'm 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 not I'm not saying that uh, you know you're a horrible person because you haven't done this in real life, but you're a very <laughs> sick man. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. You're a very very sick puppy. Okay. Let's uh, let's let's move on to the last part, which is a little discussion that I want to have. Kind of a little. Uh, um, we're going to throw out some ideas out there, and and everybody who listens to the show can go to the comment section and add their own um, answers to this as well, so we can start a discussion. The discussion is. Why does atheism offend people? You you sent me a um, a link and I'll include it in the notes of uh, Ricky Gervais on uh, CNN and he was he was asking that he was being asked that very question saying like why is it that atheism seems to offend so many fucking people? Um, and I, I made a little list. I don't know if you have your own list, but we'll go through mine. Um, the first thing I the first reason I think that it actually offends people is that it challenges people's belief in God first and foremost. Now, we're not religious, so we don't really care, but for people who are, the, the idea that there are those out there that don't actually believe in God is a kind of a disturbing idea to them. Like, they, they truly believe that God is just so awesome and present and, and, uh, you know, pervasive that there's no way you can't feel it. Like, it should just, everybody should feel it. I mean, for the longest time, the Catholic Church, in its inquisition of trying to find atheists, even said that there was no such thing, that it would be impossible, that you would die if you just did not believe in God. You would just, I don't know, you would explode or something. It would just be unfathomable. It would be impossible. Obviously, um, that's not true. <laughs> but I think that it, it kind of stems back from that old idea that if just if you don't believe in, in any God, then I think that there's also... This this kind of, how would I put it, maybe this internal fear that religious people have. Because, you know, every religious person will tell you that their faith has been tested, right? You've heard this before, right? Uh, no, no, I haven't heard no? this. No? 
No, they, they say this all the time. People of faith say faith is really difficult and you think it's easy, but it's not. And it's been tested. And really what that test is and that it's doubt. Right. Everyone, even people who staunchly believe in God will at some point have had real doubt because the idea is very suspicious. Right. It, it's not a natural idea. You might think that it is. But really, when you start asking yourself some very simple questions about God, it sounds very familiar to the simple questions you used to have about Santa. Like, why do bad things happen? You know, that's the very first fucking question. That is a very old, old question. Why do bad fucking things happen if this God is all loving? Now, I used to like the old explanation, which just said, God is vengeful and a fucking cruel God. That's a good answer. Yeah, uh, the the uh, poor Billy. Uh, you got to understand, God is punishing us for what Adam and Eve did, and uh, he's just going to keep doing that forever for no good reason, because <laughs> he couldn't get us to not eat fruit that he tantalizingly put in our face. And nowadays, you can't even get anybody to eat fruit. <laughs> Seriously, that's, that's the irony. We've turned our ways around. If it doesn't come in like a a, a bag. Like or or in some kind of like uh, snack wrapper, like a chocolate bar or something like that. No, we we don't want it. This generation would never eat that apple. It's true. I mean, to make it more enticing, you'd have to say, "Don't eat of the Dorito bag of the knowledge of good or evil." Oh man, that would be like a Dorito bag with the big question mark on it, and you don't even know what the flavor's in there, and you're like, "God, I want to." See what that new flavor is so bad. Yeah, but it's probably going to be taste like ass because every time Doritos comes out with a mystery flavor, it sucks. Nah, Spice 2.0 rock, man. You're crazy. Yeah, well, you like the barbecue thing, and I think it's gross. What, the smoky barbecue? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's disgusting. You know, Americans probably have no idea what we're talking about. Their, their Doritos are different. Well, they have that cheeseburger. You remember the cheeseburger Dorito? That was disgusting. It was so disgusting, but the first time I bit one... I was like, I, I, I just declared they've done it. They've, they finally did it. And, uh, it's not like I wanted to eat anymore because it, then it starts tasting like crazy chemicals, but it really tastes like a McDonald's cheeseburger. So this is what I want to ask. If they can make a Dorito that tastes like a cheeseburger, why can't they make a healthy tofu slash vegetable thing that tastes like a cheeseburger? This is, I don't, I mean, come on, science. What is going on? This is this is a serious failure. It's tofu. In, in, Who wants tofu cheeseburger? Look, we don't give a shit what it is. It's all about what it tastes like. And I just don't understand why science continues to fail on that level and is unable to make anything that is lighter or less this or less that. I, I, I've been going back to the store trying to get, uh, you know, different snacks and stuff that are healthier. And let me tell you what, they all suck, 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 suck. And it just boggles my mind that technology has not fixed that gap. You want to know how to fix obesity? Make healthy food taste good. Healthy food does taste good, though. You're, you're sick in the mind. That's your problem. It needs to taste like it. You just you, you hate vegetables. There, there's <laughs> no way to save you. You're dead. You will die of a fucking colon cancer at 50. My My intestines will, like, rip apart. In protest. Yeah. Everybody enjoy Ryan for the next 20 years because that's that's it, man. I went to deathclock.com. I inputted his diet. He's fucking three weeks after his 50th birthday. Don't worry. It'll be like global warming. Warming. Science will fix it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the second reason why I think that uh, uh, atheists offend religious people is that it, it questions that very fundamental assumption why many people believe uh, and that's that in order to be a good person, you need religion. And if you are a good person and you have no religion, then that's a very kind of disturbing thing for people. Like they, it, it, it suddenly calls into question the foundation of everything they believe. And, uh, not a lot of people like to question the foundations of their beliefs. I think that, uh, I, I put up a video about, uh, something called what about God? And it's a documentary narrated by Liam Neeson. It's on the site. And uh, they talk about these kids at Wheaton College that are trying to reconcile evolution with their biblical literalism. And they're just like, I don't know how to reconcile these two. And I'm like, oh, here's a simple solution. You can't. Okay? You cannot reconcile fairy tales with modern fucking science. So sorry. 
Sorry, what what exactly are they trying to trying to reconcile? Which part? Well, of- Wheaton, Wheaton College is a, a evangelical kind of like um, university, but they still have uh, courses on science and and biology and evolution. So for them, it's a, it's really evolution that's causing them to have a great deal of pain uh, to to essentially take not just the creation account of the Bible, but also the whole concept of, say, Adam and Eve. They're like, well, if we descended from hominids, that there is no Adam and Eve, which means that there's no original sin, which means that Jesus' death doesn't mean anything. And you're like, yes, yes. No need to reconcile, you fucking moron. It's just bullshit. Yeah, evangelicals are funny because they really do believe, like, their whole their whole big thing is they say you aren't saved unless you believe the Bible is the Word of God. And as soon as you do that, you fall into all sorts of stupid traps. This is why you have all those young earth creationists who have to believe that the earth is like 6,000 years old and man lived with dinosaurs because it has to fit into what the Bible says. Otherwise, you fail. You have to do mental gymnastics all the time to work it out. It, it, it's hilarious to me. Because more progressive religions have, I mean, even Catholics, you know, every week the, the Pope comes out and says, oh, this, is, this one was just an allegory. This one's just a story. Don't worry about it. We can reconcile this with science. And to a degree, a reasonable religious person can take a look at everything that's scientifically being proven and figure out a way to, to tie it in to their, their religious beliefs. Well, it's, but they can't. No, the, see, here's the problem. They really can't. It's just that they think they can. They convince themselves that they can. Like, for instance, I was telling you about a book called uh, Finding Darwin's God, which is uh, written by a guy called Kenneth Miller, who's a Catholic biologist who defends evolution. And his way of trying to reconcile it is that, oh, well, uh, God works through um, uh, the uncertainty principle. Uh, and, uh, and that's basically quantum determinancy is how he's messed with things. And you're just... And the problem with that is that, you, you know, you, 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 I would love to just sit down with Ken and say, well, number one, you've just admitted that God is a bumbler, is a fucking useless bumbler. Like, at what point do you say, oh, well, at uh, 10,000 years ago, God infused man with a soul. What the fuck does that mean? That doesn't mean anything. And I'm sorry, there is no Adam and Eve. The whole concept of sin doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a stupid story. It is, and it is a stupid story. It's not very interesting. There are better stories. I prefer fucking Greek mythology. That is some compelling ass shit. This Abrahamic God stuff is dull. I mean, I'll read Greek mythology any day, but sit down and try to fucking read the Bible cover to cover, and you will bore yourself to death. I tried, because I remember when I was a kid... Uh, I, I had some of those Bible story books, and they, w- they would have all the cool stuff. Like the early part of the Old Testament, that, that's like the kiddie section because Genesis is pretty cool, uh, lots of action in there. Exodus is, is awesome, Noah and the, and the flood, and a whole bunch of other cool stuff happened in the Old Testament. And, and you even got, what's the name, what is it, Solomon that has the hair? And, and when his hair gets cut, he's, he's not, I mean, that guy, that's like, that's like a superhero story of the Stone Age. And all these were, were very exciting stories, uh, all the plagues and everything else. As a kid, I loved those, not because I believed in them, but because they were just cool. So there are some cool stories in there, but I agree with you. Greek mythology definitely kicks their ass. It's, uh, it's not Solomon, it's Samson, by the way. Samson, there we go. There we go. Solomon was the one with the bounce, wow, wow songs. Uh, Solomon was, uh, well, King Solomon was uh, was also a, 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 a Jewish king. He's that whole... Uh, you know the, the 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 fair guy who's like these two people are debating over this child. And he's like, let's cut him in half. And uh, <laughs> did they cut him in half? Did no, no, no. Half? But the whole thing is a test, right? Because the the evil parents fine with it, and the good parents like, no, no, give it to the other one. Is like, oh, you're the good one because you're willing to not have half a kid or something. Man, he deserves like his own TV show, like Judge Solomon Sundays <laughs> on TNS. Yeah. Um, it would be a hell of a show. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay, so the last thing, um, that the reason why I think that uh, atheism offends people is that you, the there's a there's a kind of anxiety. Like, I, I think I mentioned this. This is sort of like a reiteration of the first one, but I want to get into more detail. The, the reiteration that people who doubt the existence of God will really are afraid of those that have sort of abandoned it because I think that I think they recognize that the, the ideas can be contagious. You know, the same like, well, I've had doubts myself and this person has sort of like, I guess, embraced these doubts 
and and gone with it. So I think that there's a kind of anxiety of losing belief that's there. So people believe that if they lose that, they might just do terrible things or they won't be the same people. Something awful will happen to them. And yet they don't realize saying like, look, when you stop believing, it's just the the only thing you don't have to do anymore is try to reconcile all that nonsense trying to square, put a square fucking peg in a circular hole, you'll actually feel relieved because the thing is you won't change in terms of your innate goodness if you are good uh, or innate shittiness if you are shitty. You'll just, you'll essentially be the same person with fewer retarded beliefs. And that's it. But you can't really convince people that believe in God of this because they have so much invested. They believe that most of their personality is really based on their belief. So somebody who doesn't have that is a scary, unknown world for them. And they would prefer to live in a world where no one is like that because they wouldn't have to test their own fucking beliefs. And a big part of, uh, you know, them, them, them feeling good about themselves and feeling that they're a good person is tied into their belief of God, which makes them extra scared to, you know, even think of giving it up. I think it's funny, too, because... I mean, even though most people who, who, who do good things will tell you they don't necessarily do it because they think they're going to get reward in heaven, but I actually think that the whole heaven thing really takes away from the goodness of, of an action because now you are doing it for, for at least partially for that reason. And that's, that's a little sinister. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like you're trying to act good only because you know that you're going to get a good present from Santa. That doesn't make you a good kid. That just makes you a, you're a user. You're a little shitty user. You should just do good because being a bad person is not a good strategy. It uh, You'll generally find that if you're a bad person, your life is going to kind of suck. The people that are around you are going to be terrible and awful. It's uh, My recommendation is being good is, is, is generally a very successful strategy. Sure, you'll get fucked over once in a while. Uh, but even people who get fucked over, it turns out that people who are generally more trusting uh, are also people who have a better ability to discern um, uh, scammers from non-scammers. It's just because I guess you've been scammed once or twice and you're able to recognize it. So as opposed to a person who's very uh, distrustful, they, they can actually be uh, more easily influenced because they, they haven't acclimatized themselves to scammers. It's a, it's kind of a weird thing, but trust is better. Well, I, I do want to put in there's, there's one aspect of, you know, uh, believing in God and morality that I think is underplayed a lot. I do agree with you in the idea that uh, there is a, a significant portion of that whole, oh, do good, go to heaven, and that's a reward mechanism thing. But there's also the aspect of God is a cheerleader, God is the scorekeeper. It's almost karmic in the way that people feel like, you know, when they do good deeds, at the very least, if nobody else knows, then God knows. And, uh, and, and, that that's definitely something that drives a lot of religious people just as much if not uh, if not more than than the idea of going to heaven in the end yeah it's true i mean i guess we want reward we want recognition and if you think that your imaginary friend is uh, is watching and keeping tabs uh that's definitely going to make you feel better on 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 especially those times where no one has recognized the awesome thing that you just did hey there's some santa there's some definite santa overtones right there too well, Santa is a religion for children. I've maintained this. That's kind of why I, that's why I love Santa because you, we reward children for seeing through the lies of Santa. You become, um, you, you grow up when you finally abandon the whole Santa idea and say this is bullshit. And I like that. I think that that should be, a, that, that, that should be true of any other childish belief. And religion is a childish belief. I mean, is it not logical to assume that the belief in God is just similar to kind of the way that you look up to your parents and your children because they are they are like gods, right? You call out to them, they come and comfort you, they feed you, they take care of you. You are essentially helpless as a child. You don't think that that's going to have an effect, an influence on you, that you might think that perhaps outside of their influence, the universe might behave in that same manner? Guess what? You're wrong. You're just wrong. Well, I liked all of your ideas. Uh, like, everything that you said was very interesting, but I don't think that you're right about the core reason of why atheism uh, on its face offends religious people. And I got I got an idea if you want to hear it. I, I do. Say. Because they think, uh, they think if you don't believe in, in, in religion, 
then you think that their religion is dumb. And, you know, uh, it, it kind of goes back to the video that, that, that started this whole uh, conversation. Because I sent you the, the Ricky Gervais video where he's on CNN and they ask him, uh, don't you understand why people are offended by it? And, and the general undertone is, is when, you hear, when, when you're asking Ricky Gervais this is, is the obvious undertone of, because when you say I don't believe in God, there's that counterpoint of I obviously think that God is stupid. And if you listen to this podcast, you can't deny that we do think that, that religion is stupid. And if you press any atheist into talking enough about religion, at the root of it, we think it's stupid. We think it's, you know, one step up from Santa Claus. And, uh, you know, there, there's no way to get around that. And that is, at its core, why religious people are so offended by atheists, because... They, you don't think deep down they understand how stupid the Jesus story sounds, how stupid a lot of the Bible sounds. I mean, is there nothing more hilarious to us when uh, when you've got those uh, apologetics trying to reason everything out and the people down south building a real life Noah's Ark and and the uh, the the uh, creationism museum? We we laugh at all that stuff. We laugh our asses off because it is quite on its face idiotic. And that is why, just in general, people are so offended by atheism because it comes with all that baggage that, you know, we might be polite about it. I, you know, I consider myself to be much more polite than you are in, in real life and out and about. But, you know, deep down inside, I can't deny the fact it's fucking stupid. <laughs> and any, any atheist is going to feel generally the same way because how we, we can't respect a lot of the because it is on its face dumb. Yeah. Well, like I said before, I mean, it's 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 really is childish. I can I can understand that sense that I think that we all, when we're little, have probably a greater or a larger affinity to belief, just because, like I said before, I mean, you're you're naive. You don't really know uh, about the world, and you'd like to think that maybe there's justice and 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 really. The way that your brain functions is one of the one of the fallacies that we commit is we assume that the world is fair, uh, even though this is a very very wrong assumption. But for it to be fair, we there has to be someone that would be there to kind of guide and 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 dictate and so on and so forth. And the world is not fair precisely because no such entity exists. That's why the world is the way that it is. But if but the the cool thing is at least. That we, as human beings, people who do exist, we have the ability to try to make it a little bit more fair. We're not really that good at it, and like you used in your example of slaughtering millions of pigs by burying them alive, we're pieces of shit. But uh, sometimes we can surprise ourselves when we're not being terrible, ignorant jackasses. So maybe the whole, maybe the goal should be uh, a little bit less belief in things that are just ob- obnoxiously silly, and uh, really just self-improvement. Just let, let's improve ourselves as a species, shall we? I'm, I'm feeling relatively embarrassed by just how stupid, obnoxious, cruel, uh, hateful, uh, spiteful that we all are. It's just, it's kind of embarrassing. Like, if ali- I'm glad that no aliens have landed down here, because we would have to explain what we do. And I'm not entirely sure I want to have that conversation yet with an advanced Dude, alien species. Don't you don't even worry about it. If an alien species showed up, it would be a bacteria that ate us. <laughs> and it wouldn't ask any questions or think about anything or be like, Why do you hate? It would just uh annihilate us. As look at fucking nature. Nature is a brutal, horrible, no questions asked uh hellscape of existence. You live so long as you are fit enough to escape the constant threat of death. <laughs> think, think about you're how... cheery. Think about... I know, it's funny, because I was about to say, like, your, your rant back then was a very positive way I was going to suggest that we go out on it, but I do want to point this out. Think about how fucked up it is that we live, uh, that, that we as a species, and generally all life, exists in such a way that it, that it, that it sustains itself off of other life. We kill other animals and eat them for sustenance to continue existing. Yeah, well, there's only, there's only, there's a limited amount of energy, so uh, it's and it's up for grabs. Whoever's whoever's going to bash the other creature on the head hard enough to eat it will continue on. Yeah, we're all just fancy ass vampires, not not the uh, sexy vampire sensuality of uh, 
of the TVs and movies, but, you know, we, we devour uh, other life in order to sustain our own. And when you think about it, it's pretty messed up. Okay, well, thanks for that cheer. On that cheery note, let's end the show. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who's a contributing member. If you're not yet, if you listen to the show and you want more, um, and that's w- an extra show a week plus our huge back catalog of shows, and then consider becoming a patron. It's $20 a year, uh, and uh, that's all we ask for. Then you can become a member instantly. You just go to the site. Uh, click on the uh, – you can go to goodatheist.net slash memberships or just click on any of the links the, the big members button that you see at the top, it'll take you there and you can become a member. Or if you're still kind of on the fence, become a free uh, member. You'll benefit from occasional shows that we toss out there. So there's still even more content if you sign up. But obviously, we kind of want people to become members because that's the way that you support the show. And it keeps on going because of your fucking help. So think about it, please. We appreciate your patronage. And uh, remember to tell your friends about the show, by the way. We want the show to continue to grow. So if you've got friends that you think that would like the show, just fucking tell them about it and get them to start listening. Yeah, if, you, uh, if you're if you on one of them forums or something like that, start a post or something. Say, yo, anybody else listen to this? I think it's keen. Yeah, or if you're on Twitter, sort of like there's lots of great people that uh, every once in a while they're like, hey, listen to the show. I think it's funny. I appreciate everybody who does that. Thank you so much. And if you haven't done it yet, just do it once in a while. It really helps out, guys. If you If you love the show... But, uh, again, like for some reason, maybe you're cash-trapped or whatever, just uh, tweet about it. Eventually, we are going to have a system that will allow people who participate at that level to actually benefit from membership for free for spreading the word. That's going to be uh, probably in about six or seven months' time. It takes a long time to develop that. But in the meantime, I really do appreciate anybody who does that. Uh, and uh, and because of you, we, we continue to grow, and, and the quality of the show is going to continue to improve. All right, I think that's a long enough spiel. With that, my name is Jacob Forjad. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody. <laughs>